This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And as usual on a Thursday, we're joined by Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. And good afternoon to you, Jane. Hi there, how are you doing? I'm fine, how are you? I'm okay, thanks. Now, a lot of questions in, we'll get straight to them this afternoon. And the first one here is from a person on WhatsApp, and it's regarding a 10-year female Springer Spaniel. Now, neutered, in general good health, but beginning to age. They say early signs of arthritis, cataracts in the eye, and cart in knees was inflamed earlier in the summer and required anti-inflammatory from the vet. So vaccinations, by the way, are also up to date. But what would you recommend at this stage? Just wondering what diet uh, would Jane recommend? Up to now, uh, she's on a mix of wet and dry food. Someone suggested gain retired greyhound nuts might be good as they have omega content to lubricant the joints. Is this suitable for a springer or what would Jane suggest on this one? I think diet-wise in this particular dog, it might be beneficial to go for certainly a senior diet. Um, so they're generally kind of branded according to age groups. So you have your puppy and young dog, your adult dog, and this dog at 10 years of age will fall into a senior category. So first and foremost, make sure you pick a senior food. Second thing that might be worth thinking about um, is a, a a diet enriched with glucosamine and chondroitin. So there are two things that support joint health. Now, there's two ways of doing this. Some prescription diets are available and your vet can talk to you about those that would have food enriched with these with these components. But you can actually get additives that you add into the food. They're like a little pump that you put into the food, a little bit of liquid that mixes through. They usually taste quite nice, so they don't mind them. Um, and that can help to support joint health. But the one thing I would say is, those things are all great and they do help. They're part of a larger jigsaw though. So if your dog is actively getting signs of stiffness and soreness, it's like ourselves. I think we really underestimate pain in our in our four-legged patients. And I think our caller has done really, really well to recognize the signs of pain and go to their vet for assistance. Um, it's like ourselves. If we were really, really creaky and sore and uncomfortable all day, even if it was just a little bit of a, a soreness in a joint, it does begin to grate after a little while. So I think it's important to just prioritize comfort with these patients. So I think you've done a great job getting initial treatment for your dog. It might be best if you're noticing these signs ongoing to go back and discuss whether long-term treatment might be appropriate. 
So a lot of dogs that I would have with similar symptoms will be on medications long term to control the inflammation in their joints, to control the pain. But your own vet will be the best person to guide you as regards that because they will know your dog well and they'll be able to examine him fully and just figure out what's the best for your dog's lifestyle and your own lifestyle. So what fits best. Um, but I think diet is a good component as well and really kind of focusing on on incorporating the glucosamine and the chondroitin very much to ourselves um, can help a lot. But I think comfort is the priority. Okay, and Anne has a fine, healthy Labrador, but she drinks a lot of water now. Is that normal? Hmm, it can be. So water intake really depends on a lot of things. Um, if your dog is otherwise really, really well in himself, uh, and he's always done this, then this may be normal for him to a certain extent. Um, if it's a change, however, change is what we look for, and that definitely requires investigation. Water intake can depend on a lot of things. Sometimes it's actually diet. So let's say a dog that eats just dry nuts will tend to drink a lot more than a dog that eats nuts and wet food um, because they're getting a bit of hydration from the wet food as well. Either way, they get the hydration in is fine with me. Um, I think it is dependent on a lot of things like weather as well. If it's a very hot day, like ourselves, they're probably going to drink a little bit more because they're sweating a little bit more um, to keep the hydration up. I think if you're concerned and you've noticed the drinking and you feel it's abnormal, the best thing to do is to get a little pee sample from your dog. And this is the easiest way of catching this is wait until they're in, in you know, performing the act, as it were, and lunge under with a, an old lunchbox or something like that, something nice and clean to catch a little bit of the pee and make an appointment with your vet and bring the little pee sample with you. I always love it when people walk through my door armed with pee when their dogs are drinking a little bit too much because we always want to check their kidneys out and see how well they're concentrating down their urine because that generally is really well connected with their drinking habits and um, so that tells us a lot and then your vet will be able to take it further to blood tests if they need to so they'd be the initial first steps if you're concerned but as I say if he's always done this and he's otherwise super bright in himself and it's no change for him it might be normal but it's no harm to get it checked out Okay best of luck with that Anna and another Anne this time in Canturk she has a 14 year old Yorkie now she is minding two other dogs the male is bossing the Yorkie the two are neutered but the Yorkie is not how can she stop them from fighting because the Yorkie is terrified Oh goodness okay this is a bit tough um, so neutering can sometimes help aggressive situations and it's generally to kind of separate out the dominance um, so usually if there's let's say two dogs you generally try and widen the gap of, of dominance so we will normally neuter the slightly more let's say less dominant dog so that there's an obvious hierarchy in, in the building as it were now in this case things don't seem to have worked out that way so our unneutered Yorkie is, is a little bit worried and that sometimes happens I think some things are down to hormones and it can help a lot if they're castrated but other things are down to personality and that's absolutely fine too we're all different and dogs are all different I think the best thing you could do is to make sure to keep the Yorkie safe is to try and be with them if you can when they're all together because to be honest the main thing is safety for everyone involved and if there is obvious aggression shown towards the Yorkie then we just need to make sure that that Yorkie is kept really safe. Um, It is a really tough one. I think the first thing I'd say is dogs are very resource based so they need basic food, water, sleep. So make sure that they have food and usually if they can eat separately or in separate rooms then that's really helpful because they aren't fighting for the food then and water make sure there's lots of different water bowls around the house so that they're not kind of protecting that resource and they have lots of other options and sleep as well 
if they're let's say not the best of friends try and split it spread out their sleeping spots if you can if you can give the yorkie somewhere different to go or a few other options for where to rest then that will really help it's really trying to divide up the things that psychologically they're hardwired to try and protect um and that may help a little bit other than that i think it might be worthwhile considering getting a behaviorist involved and um, just speak to your local vet as regards who's kind of accredited and has the appropriate qualifications in the area because i think good advice is really important um but i think initially i would just make sure they have lots of options for their daily needs and then take it from there okay and on whatsapp a person asking what's the easiest way to house train an eight week old puppy now i don't know what breed the puppy is <laughs> that's okay Perseverance is what I would say. <laughs> um, it can be really tough and really frustrating. First of all, congratulations on getting your new puppy. That's really exciting. Um, I think the main thing I would say is it's going to take a little while. And the main factor that impacts upon how quickly your puppy will get trained is perseverance and patience on your part. So they're all a little bit different. Some clock onto it faster than others do. Some take a little while. They don't have full control of their bladder until they're about five, six months of age. So there will be the odd accident and that's not their fault. They just can't hold it. The best way is not to kind of, I, I wouldn't bother messing around with, let's say, moving bits of newspaper or moving, moving little puppy pads like we used to do 10 years ago. The best thing is just to get them started right from the off and take them out to the garden on a really regular basis. Take them out first thing in the morning, last thing at night take them out for a walk after they've had their food lots of little day trips and eventually they'll start signaling it might just be a little bit of looking at the door it might be standing next to the door it might be barking if you're really lucky um but they may start to signal that they need to go outside and once they have done their business outside give them a load of praise they are the best dog in the world give them a little treat and then the important thing is don't take them straight back inside because you don't want them to think that peeing or pooing outside, where they should be peeing and pooing, signals the end of the fun. So if they've had a great run around the garden, finally peed and pooed, and you take them back inside, you've ended the fun as soon as they've peed and pooed. And that signals to them that that kind of stops the fun. So you need to stay outside for another three or four minutes after they've done their business so that they know that peeing outside is not a bad thing. Um, I think the main thing is perseverance. If your dog has an accident, don't get angry at it. I think the way I think of it is if my dog has an accident, it may be that they couldn't hold it or I missed the signals. So generally, it's just about being really observant. But you'll get there. It just takes a little time. OK, well, best of luck on that. And as you say, perseverance is a big thing when it comes to young puppies. And very finally, in under two minutes, Marie is on text. She wants to know, is it dangerous to have a Jack Russell's inside nail looking like a hook? I only noticed it last night and she had them cut in January this year. Oh, OK. So that's a little dewclaw. So they're almost like the, let's say, uh, a redundant thumb um, that our little dogs have at our front and very occasionally our back legs. Um, if it looks like a hook, it sounds like it definitely needs to be cut. Nails do grow like ourselves. Normally the nails on the feet, they wear down whilst they're in contact with the road or the pavement. It's like a little nail file the whole time. But the little thumb hooks, the little dewclaws, they're not in contact with anything to wear down. So they do need to be clipped on a regular basis. Like ourselves, our nails all grow at different rates and the same with the dogs. Sometimes they only clipping every two or three months, sometimes monthly sometimes every six months. I think if they're ever going to the groomer, normally they will clip the nails, but feel more than free to contact your vet because I'm sure they'll be able to help you out. Uh, well, best of luck. Hopefully they'll be okay. Is it common, for, by the way, for, for dogs to have ingrowing toenails? Uh, is that something? If it's ingrowing, it definitely needs the attention of the vet. If it's yeah. hooked around into the pad, it can happen if they get very long and they'll normally need treatment from a vet fairly ASAP. But if they're just hooked around, it just means they're getting a little bit long and, and that's really, really common. And just to keep an eye on it. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay, Jamila, for the moment, thank you for that. And we'll chat with you again next Thursday. That's Jane Pickett there of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow-up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.